because I'm just looking, you know, at my desk now and just, you know, doing a scan of just what's in front of me, the amount of Apple devices that are literally in front of me. I'm looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, just like in my, you know, immediate peripheral of devices that I am, am using. You're listening to the Snob OS podcast, the podcast for Apple snobs. This is Nika Monford, a.k.a. Tech Savvy Diva. Yo, this is Terrence Gaines, a.k.a. Brother Tech. And welcome to the SnobOS Show, the show for Apple snobs where we talk all things Apple and then some. We want to thank all of our listeners for your continued support. If you want to get in on the live show action and the exclusive content action, you can head on over to patreon.com slash snobawestcast to watch our show and again, get that extra exclusive content. So before we hop into the show, um, I do want to take a moment to thank all of our listeners and supporters um, for sticking with us through a little bit of an unexpected uh, hiatus on last week um, and also a shifting in our uh, show recording time. However, we still will be publishing our show every Friday morning um, as usual. So we're going to go ahead and hop into this show's the show this week. We're going to kick it off with the lowdown where we talk all things Apple. During our little hiatus, a big announcement came out that the September 7th Apple event is called Far Out will be live. Um, I think we've all been kind of wondering if it was going to be the first or the second week of the se- of September. It looks like it's going to be the first week. We are, you know, 99.99% sure that the new iPhone, iPhone, iPhone 14 is going to be announced. So that is kind of, you know, we're already pretty set on that. So we're fine with that. I'm definitely getting a new iPhone because I have an iPhone 12. I skipped the iPhone 13 um, iteration, so I'm looking forward to the 14th. But um, I'm sure it's going to be some other hardware that they roll out. Is there anything particular that you are hoping to see announced? We won't do uh, rumors and speculation, but what we want to see, what we hope to see. Uh, hoping to see announced. Um nothing really i'll be honest um we all know there's going to be a new phone we all know there's going to be multiple versions it'd be interesting to see um if they keep the iphone 14 pro max name or will they call it something else they're having rumors that they're going to call it the iphone 14 plus there'll be the iphone 14 there'll be the iphone 14 pro and it'll be the iphone 14 plus but uh, there's hmm. been some rumors that they'll do a plus and a max they'll both be the larger version and the the max one will have all the extra special gadget gadgets and insides and all that stuff but i think they're i think they're only going to be one large size phone but it'll be hmm. interesting to see if they call it a plus or if they call it a pro max iphone 14 plus sounds a little bit better to me than iphone 14 pro max a little bit rolls off the tongue a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And um, people are known, people are more familiar with 
plus versus a max, right? Mm -hmm. With the exception of like HBO max, everything is plus discovery plus, Mm -hmm. you know, um, Disney plus, you know, everything is plus nowadays. So ESPN plus plus, Netflix, uh, NFL plus, you know, all these other things have the plus. So maybe the consumers are more familiar with the plus name versus a pro max thing. And the only other thing I'm interested to see what Apple does with the notch. I personally mm-hmm. think the notch is here to stay, uh, but a lot of the other um, tech sites have been putting out that they're going to do some sort of cutout, whether it be mm-hmm. like a tiny hole or mm-hmm. a like a, a pill notch. shape. Yeah, like a pill shaped uh, cutout that has all the sensors and the cameras in it. So it'd be interesting to see what they do with that. Like I said, in my opinion, the notch uh, stays because that's what distinct. That's what. That's what distinguishes One of the Apple. only distinguishing things left in right. all of these phones because they all have the same shape, the same curvature. Right. They right. all look the same. Right, right. So Apple wants to set, set, set itself apart. So I think they'll kick the, they'll keep the notch. But I could be wrong. Um, either way, I'll probably uh, get one. Um, I have the, the 13 Pro Max, uh, but looking for something a little bit different. So I'll probably trade up and get the 14 Pro. Uh, plus or whatever it's called. <laughs> so I'm hoping again, the phone that's pretty much already given, but I'm hoping for new Apple watch. I've seen things of rumors of a new Apple pro coming out. Um, I think I am on the Apple watch five. I didn't do the six because I was hope waiting for a redesign. I thought the seven was going to give me the redesign. It didn't. And just last week, my Apple Watch stopped holding a charge. Oh. Uh, it charges up to 100 and then it goes down within, you know, you know, hours. So I don't know. I, don't, I was in the ocean last week, so I don't know if it got some water in there that kind of made it funky. But I did like the, I didn't get the alarm, the alert that I need to like, expel anything, but I did it anyway. But I don't know. In any event... The my Apple Watch is on its last legs, so I'm ready for a new Apple Watch, especially since it's older anyway. And I'm looking forward to, you know, hopefully they'll give us a redesign. I'm, you know, really holding out for that. If not, it doesn't matter. I'm still going to get it because my current Apple Watch is she's on the struggle bus. And two, um, AirPods. I'm hoping that we get a new Pro version. We haven't had an update to the pro version in a minute. And as you can see, I'm only rocking one AirPod because the left one has this feedback sound in it and um, I can't get it out. It'll eventually stop, but when I first put it in, it's almost as if it has to acclimate. So I'm looking forward to that. And with the title of the event being far out and it's giving like this space kind of spatial background i'm hoping that we get some new audio type devices as well well people because i've been are, trying to figure out what this far out well, people, what the space is right people are saying two things it could be some telescopic uh camera oh lens on the phone or True. it could be the iphone plus or the pro max the high-end one has satellite connectivity mm. So that would be the the far out version because it gets satellite connectivity versus cellular or in addition to cellular. I hope it's on the spatial audio side so I can get some new (laughs) AirPods. 
<laughs> but yes, hopefully uh, that will uh, that'll give us uh, something to look forward to next week coming off of the Labor Day holiday. And of course, we will be over there with our good friends on DTNS talking about the event and readying our Apple cards to make all the purchases on all of the things. Next up, something that I have been excited about, I think um, it was in one of my predictions um, for this year, um, and that is Apple's AR VR headset. It looks like we officially, unofficially have a name for them um, due to some uh, trademarks that were issued um, to Apple um, called Reality One, Reality Pro. Um, so folks are surmising that the new um, uh, headset will be called Reality and it will likely have a Reality OS um, that will power the headsets. Um, and it's one of those things where it looks like it's not just possibly a headset. Um, it looks like it could possibly be a whole ecosystem type of thing because there's a reality processor as well that was um, patented. So um, I've been excited about these, this headset because I do have the Oculus. And while it's you know fun, I would love to have the Apple version because I know how Apple products work. And um, the Oculus ones are very bulky, charge lasts really no time mm -hmm. and um and you have to keep the thing charged so i'm looking forward to it i know terrence was like nah i don't think we're getting it this year um i don't know i don't personally think it's going to be announced um on the far out event especially since the patents have just been approved um but i think we're getting one step closer to the to the ar headsets uh, hopefully they make a better mark than Oculus. Um, again, I don't see the support from developers, third-party developers yet um, to, in my opinion, justify making a reality AR VR headset. But maybe, like we've mentioned before, maybe developers are waiting on Apple to get into the game. And then we'll see all this support. We'll see all these apps. We'll see all this functionality. We'll see all these different things outside of exercise and outside of, you games. know, uh, games, yeah. you know, all these different applications. So, again, maybe everybody's waiting on Apple and then, boom, we'll have all these different uh, use cases to yeah. support paying this much money for a reality, virtual reality, augmented reality headset from Apple. Because according to this story, these things may cost around $2,000. If I'm going to spend $2,000... I'm gonna need that thing to do a whole like lot I more. There. I want to do a whole lot more than just wave my arms around and run into the wall because I can't just I can't distinguish reality from uh, virtual reality. So right. if I'm gonna spend two thousand dollars and possibly mess these things up because I jump out of a window because it's old too real, uh, mm -hmm. I'm gonna need a little bit more functionality than that. Right. Absolutely. Especially with um, the Oculus being, I think they're like three hundred dollars. That's quite. A big markup. Um, but yeah, so uh, we'll see um, if it will get an official acknowledgement um, 
maybe because there hasn't been any type of official acknowledgement of the headsets outside of, you know, some very coy, you know, comments by Tim Cook and, of course, rumors. Um, and looking at this article, it also says that there was a developer framework um, that was published back in 2019 called Reality Kit. So maybe developers, iOS developers have had this for a minute and, um, you know, they've been in the background slowly building, waiting for the official kind of go ahead to, to you know, for launch. So we shall see uh, how And I'll that... be honest, I would much rather, instead of virtual reality, I would much rather see augmented reality, something that's less mask on your face and something mm. more like glasses that augment reality to where sim- similar with the Google Glass to where you can mm-hmm. wear it. And it would give you information like directions. It would give you the mm-hmm. ability to read text messages. It right. would give you the ability to share your video to where you could, people could see what you're looking at, things of that right. nature. That is more appealing to me than the augmented reality that covers your face and it like puts you into this different World, reality. Yeah. I'd much yeah. rather see the augmented reality to where I can see distances, I can see measurements, I can maybe possibly read messages, read emails all with this that looks like something that consumers would actually wear on a regular basis. Right, right. All right. Um, the final story in the lowdown. Nope, it's not the final story. Um, I did see this on Forbes and it's not surprising, but I did want to definitely make a call out for this, that Apple um, is the fastest growing connected device company meaning um, the amount of devices that are in your home that are Apple, um, your smart home capability, you have your, you know, your Alexas and you have your um, your home pods and those type of different things. It honestly, it makes sense um, that uh, Apple is leading on this forefront because I'm just looking, you know, at my desk now and just, you know, doing a scan of just what's in front of me, the amount of Apple devices that are literally in front of me. I'm looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, just like in my, you know, immediate peripheral of devices that I am am using um, that are connected um, in any type of, you know, smart way. So it's one of those things definitely where I think they're saying they're, uh, the average house in the United States has 20.2 connected devices. And I just read off what's seven, you know, just in what's on my desk. Um, and it's one of those things where um, I know we're really shifting towards smart home capability and it's just getting more and more involved and more and more devices are coming. I know Terrence, you're a huge you know, smart home person, definitely trying to get all of the the things linked in. So, well, not any just thoughts that. for you? Well, not just that. Um, going back to the Apple thing on your desk, um, like you were mentioning, looking at your desk and seeing all these Apple devices, uh, you can, you can uh, blame or credit the Apple ecosystem because they make it, Apple, as far as marketing, they make you feel like you have to have the products, number one. And then once you get the products, they make them work so well with all the other products. Well, you might as well go mm-hmm. ahead and get 
this. If you have a phone, well, you might as well get the watch because you can do that, blah, 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 blah. If you have mm-hmm. the phone and the watch, you might as well get the tablet because blah, 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 blah. And if you're going to get all that stuff, you might as well get the MacBook and then you get into HomePods and you get into um, Apple TV because if I'm watching something on my phone, I could easily just uh, share that to my Apple TV. So it's like mm-hmm. you, you you credit the ecosystem because everything works together. And now we're getting into, like you mentioned, smart home. People are just, they have a bunch of connected devices in general so we're talking about light bulbs we're talking about smart plugs you're talking about doorbells you're talking about garage door openers you're talking about room sen- ten- sensors thermostats all these other things and it's like all right well since i already have all of these apple devices that already talk to each other then it makes sense for me to get all these other products and use my apple devices as the main the means to talk to all those other things so that's why you add those two things together, and that's why uh, this story in Forbes makes the case that Apple is the fastest-growing connected device company. When you know you only typically think about Apple as okay, they make phones, they make computers, they make tablets, but they've got all these other accessory, you know, tangential things that you know you feel like you got to have since you already got the one or two mainstays. Yep, absolutely. And I think we're only going to get more and more connected as time goes on. The last story in the lowdown, um, if you ever have gotten AppleCare or AppleCare Plus for any iPhone since the early days of the iPhone 4S, you may have some dollar dollar bills coming uh, your way. So Apple has settled a class action lawsuit over um, the service plans, and it's a payout of about $70 million to customers who have had a device replaced in lieu of repair. So um, yeah, so again, if you have um, purchased AppleCare or AppleCare Plus, um, you should have gotten um, and an email regarding the class action suit from Epic pay, um, no reply at Epic pay. That's E P I Q P A Y.com on instructions, how to claim your settlement, whether it be uh, a virtual MasterCard, direct bank deposit, or a check. Um, it looks like the lawsuit was settled for around 95 million, so after lawyers fees, of course, they are getting their cut. It's about 70 million left over for um, consumers to to get uh, a little check for. So the problem is um, the language Apple used in the terms. Apple stated that customers need a replacement or re- reply device would either get one that's new or equivalent to new in performance and re- reliability reliability plaintiffs can complain that the re the can get my words out remanufactured devices were neither they wasn't new or they wasn't equivalent to the ones being replaced which personally i find that a little bit hard to believe Mm -hmm. simply because i haven't had apple care on hardly any devices from apple every time i've had a problem i've went into apple and complained and I've gotten a brand new device and I yep. didn't even have Apple care just with these AirPods. Mm-hmm. I was having an issue with them and I went into the Apple store. I was like, Hey man, I'm having this issue. I tried X, Y, and Z. I did A, B, and C. 
take a look at it. He fumbles with it a little bit. All right, we're just going to get you a new pair. So I find it hard to believe that people with Apple Care were getting devices that wasn't new or wasn't equal to the product that they got. But that they had. But again, somebody, I, you know, I'm not going to say, well, since I didn't have the problem, nobody had the problem. So it was enough of an issue for Apple to settle for $95 million. So um, you should get a check for about 15 bucks. $15. <laughs> yeah. So uh, check your junk, check your spam. If you did buy one of the service plans um, and you and you were in that window, um, check it and see if you uh missing out on a little check. Could have some money coming your way. That is it for the lowdown. We're going to head on over to Second String, where we talk all other tech. Kicking off Second String this week, Twitter has a lot going on. But in this particular case, it's not about Elon Musk. It's not about the potential congressional hearings. It related to uh, security breaches. Um, it's about Twitter becoming a podcast app. So... Um, it looks like Twitter is going to get into podcasts via their spaces um, feature. Um, it's still in the test phase, but it's going to allow you um, to get uh, episodes from, um, you know, RSS feeds. Um, again, you know, of course, we are on a podcast and we are talking about it right now and we do um, have an RSS feed and we do have our podcast streamed to um, some different areas, but it looks like um, this is coming. Right. I, and it seems and it seems like it's built for people who really, um, if I'm reading this correctly, even though they are pulling from podcast episodes with via RSS feeds, but this kind of to me seems like it's built for people who don't want to deal with running a full-fledged podcast that means recording videos uploading them uh broadcasting them doing all the things that's involved in a podcast those customers that want to have something to say but really mm -hmm. don't want to go through the process to actually put it out there you can use twitter you can use twitter yeah. start up a space you know and have a podcast you know studio right there in your hand so I can see this working for uh, another thing Twitter mentioned was doing like blogs to where, you know, you see popular on Twitter, people do threads and they'll, mm -hmm. they'll compose multiple tweets, link them together and link them together. And you kind of read it as a thread. Well, instead of just reading it as a thread, you can open up Twitter, open up this blog, a page and actually type a blog, either from your, your phone, your computer, your, ta um, your tablet or whatever the case may be. And again, that all kind of caters to the, like I mentioned before, the user who really doesn't want to go through the process of starting a website or starting a blog and all the things that go into it when you can just open up Twitter and do it. The negative to that is all your stuff is on Twitter. So yeah. <laughs> if something happens and, I, and you want to switch, like you want to move, say it grows and you want to yeah. turn it into Actually a Actually go to a full right, podcast. Right. Get your own host, get your own domain, do all these yeah. things who knows how easy or how hard it's going to be to export that data out. If you just get fed up with Twitter, you know, what do you mm -hmm. do with that data since you essentially gave it to Twitter, 
you know, yeah. so you got to keep that in I mind. I just talked about the to... breaches and the way they handle their security over there. Right. I don't know if you, if you hacked or whatever the case may be. <laughs> right, right, right. Twitter's support may not be the same as going to a traditional podcast host. You have a little yeah. bit more customer care, a little bit more customer support, a little bit more feedback. But this is perfect. Same thing with same thing with people who are doing Twitter spaces. Same mm-hmm. thing we're doing with Clubhouse, right? Yeah. People are on Twitter. People are yeah. on Clubhouse. People yeah. may not go to your website. <laughs> so right. You but go they will where be the on these apps. Are. Right. Yeah. They will be on Twitter. So you go where the people are. And if you figure most people are going to be thumbing around Twitter anyway, you might as well start a podcast on Twitter. Absolutely. So, yeah. And I know I've seen a lot of people, they try to record their spaces and they have issues with people being able to access it afterwards and those type of things. So this may just kind of be a catch all where, hey, you can just make your space into a podcast and it's easily accessible to a bunch of different people. So, yeah. So we'll see how that works. Um, We already know how the the podcast game can be. And um, I think, unfortunately, I mean, it's a good thing for people that are on there and only want a smaller, you know, a, a a dumbed down, lesser involved podcast. Um, but it just means that man podcast is about to probably get even worse. You give anybody a mic and now it's even easier on Twitter. It could be a recipe for a disaster. (laughs) Well, again, things change with time. So, you know, um, a lot of people say the podcast market is saturated, which it probably is. But at the same time, you know, it gives people a voice who normally would not have one. True. So we'll ha- yeah. history will decide whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Exactly. Next up, we're going to talk a little bit about crypto, crypto.com. Um, apparently, uh, this woman in Australia um, requested a refund last year for about 68 US dollars, 100 in AUD, which is the Australian currency. Well, instead of giving a refund for the $68, she got a refund for uh, 7.2 million USD popped into her account. Now, the, the thing about this particular story is it took them almost a year to realize their mistake and they only realized it because of an audit. So in this time that this lady has had this money, she transferred it out. She bought a house uh, and she put it in the ownership of her sister's name. So it wasn't even in her name anymore. She's like, we're going to, we're going to work the system. Nobody hadn't came back and said anything. So we're just going to spend it. And, um, So a court has ordered that one, the property that she bought, the almost $900,000 house has to be sold and it, the funds have to be returned to crypto.com with interest. That's the part that sticks me is the interest part. Um, It's not my fault. You didn't catch it. Well, so it's not, it's not, it's not their fault that that they didn't catch it. But the moves that she was making to try to hide this money goes beyond <laughs> just buying a house, right? Yeah. She spent um, uh, 1.3 million, like you said, 1.3.5 million on a five bedroom home, which is mm. a lot. Yeah. I don't care where you at, 1.35 million. 
uh, you a lot of house. Home, that's a lot of house. Um, so you, you're not really being slick about it. And she kept moving the money around. She moved yeah. the money to a bank account. Yep. They tried to freeze that account. But by the time they caught that account, she had moved it to other accounts. So she was being slick. And she, she gave it to her sly. sister. So it wasn't even her name anymore. She was trying to hide the fact that yeah, they gave was. her this money, which is why they got the the paying it back with interest kind of sticks is because you have to pay the price mm -hmm. for taking this money. I'm pretty sure most people, <laughs> if you it went from I'm trying to get a hundred dollars back and end up with how much was it? A hundred million? Is that what they said? Uh seven point two million. million. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. 10 USD. Million. Yeah. It's ten million Once their you, money, seven point two well, million USD. Right. You go from getting a hundred dollars to <laughs> that 10, much money. Ten million. <laughs> You're yeah. going to you're going to strongly consider not giving that money back. But and the, the fact that she run, had it for a year. Yeah, they didn't catch it till a year later. I'm pretty sure anybody She thought she had got away with it. Anybody would be tempted to do something with that money. But in the long run, it pays to it be righteous. Yeah. And that righteousness will will do you much better in the long run than it is in the short run, you know? Um, so now she's got, her life is going to be turned upside down yeah. trying to fight either to keep the money or to figure out how to give it back. Especially if you spent it already, you mm -hmm. know, now the house is freezing all your other assets, assets and that have nothing to do with this money. You probably, she right. probably could have had her own little money off the side, but now mm -hmm. they didn't froze everything. So now yeah. everything else is in limbo. It just, it as, as much, as people will say, if a bank gave makes me too mistake. much money, mm -hmm. makes a mistake and gives you too much money, that's their fault. Eventually, you're going to get wrapped back up in it. So the, the chickens right thing come to home do, to roost eventually. As, as much as it pains me to say, as much as it would pain anybody, you know, looking at $10 million in your bank account or $7 million in your bank account. You gotta report that. You gotta you gotta do the right thing yeah. because it'll be easier on you now than dealing with and, it later. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, and what I found interesting is that the writer said that um it I'm quoting the article, perhaps not too long ago, crypto.com might have been more willing to write off the refund as a deeply unfortunate mistake, but because of the current market, it's like nah, we need our money back. I'm I was very surprised by that, that they would be willing to write that much money off. I doubt it. Um, but it, they really need that money back because crypto yeah. is not doing very good. I looked at one account that we have mm -hmm. crypto in and it ain't, you know, it's a, it ain't millions or anything. It ain't hundreds mm -hmm. of thousands of dollars, but it's money that I'm like, yo, <laughs> where's my money? <laughs> I looked at it the other Where day. Where is it's like, my money? Right. I looked at it the other day. It's like not even a third, maybe maybe wow. a third of what you put in of what I put in. And it's like, luckily, we're in a position to where I don't need that money. But imagine right. needing that money and looking in there and seeing a third of uh, you only got a third of what you put in there, you know. Um, yeah. And that's with any type of investment. Don't invest any money you can't afford to lose because right. it's all a gamble. It's all a system that is very mm -hmm. volatile. So it, it dropped a third, but at one point it was riding high. It may rebound, you know, it, it may rebound a few times. And that's probably what it'll do. Everything's cyclical. You know, it'll rebound. 
Now, what I'm going to do with crypto being so wishy-washy right now, I'm going to wait until it stabilizes. Mm -hmm. So once my money gets back up to where I where I put it back in, maybe I wait wait till I make a little bit more. I'm taking my money. I'm taking my money out of crypto and putting it into <laughs> something that's more st- stable. A little more stable. And, until crypto stabilizes and then I'll put that money back. But, you know, uh, luckily, like I mentioned before, you know, we're not needing that money. So I can make that gamble. But going back to the original point, the fact that if crypto was balling and crypto.com was making billions of dollars. Like, yeah, we may, messed up. Sorry. She may have been able to skate a little bit longer but 10 million dollars is a lot of money to be mm. just oops given away to some rando yeah. they probably would have came coming for that money eventually now it could have been three to five years later to where they would have had a hard time coming Getting up with the receipts yeah. yeah coming with the receipts about exactly what happened and then by that time she could have did a better job of moving the money hiding it shell accounts because i tell you what i just said it'd be better to give the money back after a year. But after five years, after 10 years. And the courts I, may agree with her like, you know what? That's I, your bad. <laughs> I probably could have came up with a better way to uh, wash wash that money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so where it looked like <laughs> I never had it in the first place and it's all tied up in some other stuff. So good luck. But, you know, for her to get that much money that fast, yeah. you know, she, she yeah. probably should have raised the red flag and said, hey, are y'all missing this money? Yeah. I don't think all... you meant to send this. I asked for a hundred, not uh, 10 million. Yeah. I think right. you got your zeros mixed up. Yeah. All right. Um, the last story in the lowdown, I thought this was pretty interesting, particularly um, as I've been going through my own uh, headphones, ear pods issues. And, you know, with the hope that hopefully we'll see some new, um, uh, wireless uh, headphones, AirPods um, at the Apple event, but Adidas um, announced um, a new self-charging wireless over-the-ear headphones. And I thought this was fairly interesting that um, Adidas is getting into this market. Um, they are, of course, working in conjunction with um, a Stockholm-based company called Zound Industries, for their RPT-02 SO wireless headphones. Not a great name. They need to shorten it, make it a little snazzier. But yeah, so they have these new headphones that um, are made from recyclable um, materials. And um, it has these panels on it that allows you to convert any light source into electrical power. So not just sun, but any type of light source. And I thought that was pretty... A pretty fascinating take on the whole um, headphones um, uh, market because I don't think we've seen anything like this before. And um, to me, I'm kind of, (laughs) I don't know how I feel about it, that headphones is what y'all chose to make this out of. Anything (laughs) else, a car, a house, um, farming equipment, you know, it seems like to be there were more pressing um, applications to be able to turn any sort of light source into energy or into power. Right. They chose headphones. Maybe that's because headphones are small. Maybe mm-hmm. because battery technology has gotten so good in headphones to where um, you get more bang for your buck 
That means if you can only charge them via some light source for two hours while you're outside taking a walk or something like that, you'll right. get more return on that versus putting it into a car and you trying to use any sort of light source and get 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I guess maybe that's it. Uh, to me, I just like headphones. I think I can think of a, a whole bunch of other stuff to be able to power versus some headphones. But, you know, yeah, I guess you got to start somewhere. Yeah, maybe this is their first iteration. Maybe they'll see how these work, how popular they are. And actually, the price point isn't that bad. They're like $229, which is not bad. And they um, are av- they were available starting, what was it, last week, August 23rd. Um, so yeah, hopefully they will expand this technology for more uses. But this is pretty powerful stuff, and it could really you know, change the landscape on, on how we capture and use power. But I just thought it was pretty innovative and pretty interesting. Yeah. They need to look a little bit better though. They look kind of yeah. janky. They look clunky yeah. and they look a little bit cheap and I get it. This is their first round. So, so yeah. So hopefully as you know, their, their market improves. Um, so will the, so will the actual headphones and get a better name. Because that sounds very clinical to me. Anyway. All right. That is going to wrap up second string. We're going to head on in to For the Culture. So I saw this uh, trending on the internet. And I was like, somebody who, some company came up with this. Some, you know, how they made the whole um, notion that, you know, People really missed going into work and, you know, all of these type things and the community that that work, you know, brings together. When I heard the name and I saw what it was, I was like some company came up with this as a way to try to get productivity up uh, for people in the workplace. And it's this new thing called quiet quitting. It's not even really quitting. It's really honestly just doing the job that you paid for, basically not overextending yourself uh, in the workplace, but they call it quiet quitting. And of course, the Twitter sphere has been going back and forth. There have been think pieces, lots of articles and all that stuff. But I did want to get your thought on this whole new trend, if you want to call it a trend, um, of people just doing the job that they're paid to do and going home. Um, it's not a trend. Uh, people have been doing it for years. They just put a name to it. But more importantly than that, I think it outlines the issue that employees are, have been experiencing forever that employers have been more than happy to exploit. Mm -hmm. There are some companies to where 40 hours work week they like really expect you so far as much to where you have to put more hours in your time sheet or time card or however you clock your hours. They want you to actually put in you're working harder. And they've actually came out and said, well, if you're only working 40 hours a week, you ain't working hard enough and Mm -hmm. you need to actually put in on your, weekly or monthly or however you do it, that you're actually working 50. And then even though you're putting in 50, 
you know, um, weekends and evenings, there are some companies to where you're not on call. You're not, you know, third shift or you're not second shift or whatever. But these companies expect when I call you, don't matter what time I call you, you're supposed to pick up the phone and answer, Mm -hmm. whether it's Friday night, whether it's Sunday afternoon, maybe it's on your work. There are plenty of people on your vacation day who who will go. There are people there are people who will go on vacation and they will say, "Okay, well, I need to have my phone set up to where um, my my I can make international calls Mm -hmm. just in case the company calls me for whatever. I'm like, aren't you supposed to be on PTO? So all that to say all the way around the world to say employers, companies have been exploiting the idea of you go above and beyond, mm-hmm. you put in extra work, you put in extra hours. And if you're not, you're slacking. If that, the, the only way you're going to get that promotion, the only way you're going to get moved up the, the food chain to that executive or wherever you're trying to go is if you put in extra hours, right? So I think people, they kind of started with the whole COVID thing where people were working from home and now the whole fight for well, I don't have to be in the office to be as efficient, productive, Mm -hmm. whatever the case may be. So this quiet quitting thing is kind of spawned from that to where Mm -hmm. people in general, in general are just saying, why am I giving all this time to this company to where Mm -hmm. I could die tomorrow via COVID or whatever the case may be. And two, it don't matter how much work I put in this company. If the company decides they want to lay me off mm-hmm. they will lay me off it don't matter if i work 60 hours it don't matter if i picked up the phone on saturday afternoon whatever the case may be so that loyalty from the employer isn't there and so if you're going to give me a promotion I... you're going to give it to me anyway regardless i'm going yeah. to get it regardless yeah. it's not because you know i kiss ass on yeah. saturday afternoon or whatever the case right. may be so uh, employers you know are finally saying you know what? You hired me to do a job. I'm going to do that to job. Do just that. <laughs> I'm, I don't have to come into the office to do that job because I've proven that I can do it sitting mm-hmm. at my house in my pajamas mm-hmm. and you're not paying me extra to do extra. So I'm just going to do my job mm-hmm. the best, the best that I can within the structure, within the hours that you pay me. And right. then I'm going home. So the fact they even call it quitting is kind of unfair because you're not right. quitting. You no. are quitting, you are quitting to do the extra work. Right. Which again, ain't all that important when we got a pandemic out here and people are dying, families are right. dying. It's like, right. my job ain't that important right now. There's more things important, like traveling, like visiting my family, yeah. being at home, just being at home while I'm working is more important. Taking a rest, taking right. a siesta. <laughs> right. Just being at home while I work. Why yeah. can't I work and be at home? You yeah. kill two birds with one stone. You keep me longer. You get more product productivity because mm-hmm. there's studies out there to where you work harder when yep. you're at home anyway, because most people, when it's five o'clock, I go home versus yeah. if I'm working from home remote five o'clock, I'm just sitting in front of my computer. I may work until six. I may work yeah. until seven versus finish up people. something rather than versus, having to pack up, get in the car, commute, commute travel. Right. Yeah. All that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I said, I think whoever came up with this term quiet quitting is definitely some I don't I don't think it's HR but some corporate lobbyist or something that they are trying to 
you know, elicit this, oh, that's not me. I'm not doing the quiet quitting. I, I'm still doing the work or another way to say, you know, see if you're doing this, you're not really, you know, that great of an employee. I think this was something that was pulled out of thin air to try and get people to do more work for less money. Yeah. And there, you know, people, the people who oppose this quiet quitting, you know, they're pretty much just either, um, people who ain't been in the game, yeah. you know, boomers, you know, well, back in my day, that's how we used to do things. They can't really, we ain't doing that now. <laughs> they can't right. They can't really, it's, it's hard for them to adapt to this new age of doing things. Yeah. All they know is how yeah. they did things. So they're yeah. against it. And then the rest of just people trying to scare folks into, yeah. uh, pretty much waking up work. from the matrix matrix, yeah. right? You can compare this to the matrix to where yeah. employers are like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore, you know, and if I'm going to do it, I'm just going to do just enough because there are more things that are important. And back in the day, the company was the most important. You working for a company for 30 years, getting your Rolex watch or whatever sort of Mm -hmm. gift that you got and got your pension. That was the most important to you. That ain't what's important to people no more, especially like I mentioned. In the middle of pandemic. The pandemic rolled around and killed all them people. People quick, fast and hurry figured out. Okay, my job ain't what's more important. Nope. Because if I die, they're gonna have. Oh, they were a nice person. We appreciate them, and they're and gonna hire have a somebody wreck out for your job the same day. The same day, they'll have somebody in there for the same day. So, yeah. you companies had us fooled into thinking I, the person, am is most what what's most important to the team, what's most important to the company. No, profits are right. <laughs> so. Right. If you can get me some, if you can get somebody in here that can do my job, you know, um, then, you know, I'm not that important. So therefore I'm not going to make you, you know, as important because I can go get another job. Right. Right. Yep. So that's going to wrap up for the culture. I don't think we have a hookup this week. I do. Week. I just oh, forgot okay. to put it in. I, okay, uh, cool. I got a couple of them. Um, let's see. We'll do a quick fire thing. So. Um, a lot of people are talking about, not a lot of people are talking about, um, these new phones that are coming out, iPhone 14. Uh, a lot of people are probably looking to go ahead. Were you, oh, no, you, you going to say something? Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, um, these new phones are coming out. A lot of people are probably trying to get a new phone because they say that their own phone is not working. Uh, the performance is going down. So, uh, real quick, uh, a lot of people probably don't close their tabs. Uh, one thing you can do on your phone to improve, improve performance, especially when you're browsing the web, that it only works on Safari. I'm not sure how it works on Chrome. I'm pretty sure there's a setting on Chrome, but I do Safari. So one of the ways you can increase performance is by setting up Safari to automatically close tabs after so many, after a certain time duration. Most people just have it to where it's manual, to where they actually click all the tabs and swipe away or click the X or whatever. But if you go into Mm -hmm. settings and then go into Safari and then go into close tabs, you can change it from just manually to where you manually close the tabs to after one day to after one week or after one month. So I actually got mine set to one week to where after a week, I've been on my phone, Safari tabs stay open. After a week, Safari access automatically closes those tabs which again the whole point is to improve improve uh performance 
So that cool. is that hookup. And then I have one more, same thing. If you're, if you are experiencing your phone's going slow, you can clear your Safari cache as well. If you go into settings and then Safari and then clear history and website data, you can actually clear your cache, which will also speed up your device. So those are my two tips for this week. If you can wait, if these tips uh, make your phone a little bit faster, you may be able to wait a little bit longer uh, before you actually feel like you have to uh, upgrade to a new phone, which most people just want to. But I'm removing yeah. excuses <laughs> as to why <laughs> you, quote unquote, have to get a new phone. So if you just want one, that's your business. But here's two tips to where you really don't have to uh, to get a better performance. And one little caveat on the Safari cache clearing. Um be aware that it will wipe out your Wordle settings. Um, oh, I Wordle! Did, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't. I assume nobody's doing Wordle anymore because we're not talking about it. Remember how? Big... Oh, I was. Yeah, I was still doing it because it was oh, like really? my kind of a part of my little ritual. And then after it cleared out my streak, I was like, you know what? I feel sad, so, so I'm so, not going so, back. So, <laughs> well, a caveat to that would be uh, Wordle's now app. If you go to New York Times or games yeah. or something like that, it's an actual app. And I'm pretty sure the app will preserve your data um, separate to Safari because when Wordle was popping, you can only do it through a browser. Now it's in the app, so therefore yeah. you can do that. Yeah, I was just doing the browser still. I didn't want to join the New York Times official. Yeah, uh, nobody cares maybe. anymore. Nobody cares. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad dude got, got out when he did because he knew. It's like, yeah. He knew we're it was gonna be talking about we're gonna be talking about something else. Ain't nobody gonna care about Wordle no more, which we exactly. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is going to wrap up our show for this week. We want to definitely thank you for tuning in to our show, Brother Tech. Tell people where they can find you. You can find me everywhere on the internet at Brother Tech. That's B R O T H A T E C H. And you can find me on all the social media outlets at Tech Savvy Diva. I'm pretty much everywhere, but you'll get my most engagement over on that bird app we know as Twitter. To connect, comment, share, and support our show, you can head on over to snobblewest.com, which is our website, to get all the details on all the ways to engage and connect with us. And with that being said, that's going to wrap up the show for this week. Thank you for tuning in. We will see you next week. Peace. Have a good one, everybody.